Welcome to the Jesus, Me, and Anxiety podcast, where you can love Jesus and still not be okay every day. I'm your host, Cassie, and I'll be sharing way too personal parts of my journey with anxiety and panic attacks, hoping that together we can find ways to feel free, even if there are a million reasons to feel anxious. quarantine 2020 hashtag COVID-19 hashtag everyone's going insane hashtag here I am let's do this I very uniquely titled this podcast Jesus me anxiety and COVID-19 because after millions no what am I talking about not millions after like three people asked me if I was going to do a podcast about COVID-19 or quarantine, corona, whatever you're calling it, I was like, I think it's kind of inevitable that I have to do it. So here it is. This is my go at talking about anxiety in the middle of corona or COVID-19 or however you want to refer to it. Um, first of all, I want to start with the absolute hands down best meme that I have seen so far. This one person said, every time I experience shortness of breath, I'm pretty sure it's corona. But no, it's just my anxiety. (laughs) And But for real, how many of us that deal with anxiety have had shortness of breath over the last few weeks because of something that doesn't even have to do with corona and we've gone, oh no, corona has come for me. This is the end. God help my children. I'm coming for you soon, Jesus. But Honestly, that meme made me laugh so hard because it's true. And and actually before, even before Corona, when I would have shortness of breath, I would always assume that it was something like, you know, heart problems or lung problems or cancer or whatever. So now we just have another reason to be fearful because now it might not be heart problems, but it very well could be Corona or COVID-19, whatever. So I am here today to talk about what is going on with anxiety, Jesus, me, and this whole COVID-19 thing. Um, For me, I would say that there have been five stages of the COVID-19 saga. Number one, absolute and utter denial. My anxiety will get out of hand if I accept that there is a problem in the world. So let's just pretend like it's not real. So number one, denial. Let's just stay there as long as possible, which I kind of tried to do at the beginning. Like, you know how some people were... Well, and still are very much like downplaying what's going on and it's not really that big of a deal and maybe it's not, who knows, but I was kind of happily living in that zone for a little while and then I went to stage number two, which was actually the most fun stage that I've had so far, which was all the jokes about it. Send me all the memes, make me laugh because if we make it super light and funny and we add memes to it, then it doesn't seem like we're all going to die. That was really enjoyable for me as well. Probably my most favorite stage so far. Joke about it. Laugh about it. Read all the memes. No big deal still. It's kind of like denial. Then I went to stage number three, which was still in denial, but I'm going to go get groceries. So I kind of went into this like, oh, it's totally like probably not that big of a deal, but because everyone else is getting groceries, I have to get groceries. So I'm going to Go do what everyone else is doing, but I'm going to downplay the reality of it, if that makes sense. So basically, step one, two, and three were all denial, except jokes were mixed in. Step number four, more jokes during the day 
but anxiety creeping in at night. So if you struggle with anxiety at all, you might have different parts of your day where it's higher or heightened. For me, that's a nighttime. As soon as I lay down, I don't know what it is, but I can literally start hearing and feeling my heartbeat. And all of a sudden, like sometimes it will just start racing or it'll have like that irregular palpitation thing. And then I'll start counting it or I'll like get in my head about it. And then I'll start having like shortness of breath. And then I'll start thinking about all the things. Anyways, long story short, during the day in stage number four, still joking, still okay, kind of downplaying it, praying for all the people who are really affected by it, but it's not really, you know, that big of a deal still for my anxiety. But then at night, of course I have it, like I have corona. And then that brings me to stage number five, which I haven't really experienced yet, but I can feel it like as a possibility coming. And I'm sure that other people have experienced it. Stage number five is total breakdown and panic attack when someone you know knows someone whose aunt's best friend's sister-in-law is hospitalized for COVID-19, and all of a sudden, it's real. And it hits you in the face, and it's like, what in the world? Because when we don't know anybody who's going through it, it's kind of like this outside thing. It's like when we try to pretend like, you know, people aren't starving to death every day or, you know, millions of babies aren't being aborted because... We don't see it all the time, so it's like not in our face. That's kind of how like corona has been, where if you don't know someone who knows someone who knows someone whose aunt's sister-in-law is hospitalized, then it's really not like in your face, right? But thank God for social media, right? Because then we can see all of the people who are being affected by it, and that can cause our anxiety to heighten. Yay! That Moving right along. Okay, okay, so it's real. Our lives are being completely turned upside down. Let's be honest. Even if we're not sick... Even if you don't know someone who's sick, your life has probably been altered even to some degree by this entire thing. Those of us who aren't sick are either stuck at home with children that we didn't expect. I personally homeschool, so I'm at home with my kids all the time. But as most of you have seen memes about, homeschoolers do not usually school this way. We normally see our other homeschool friends or we go to the library two or three times a week or we go to parks or we do outside activities. I mean, Chick-fil-A playground on rainy days. Can we get a hallelujah for that? Not accessible right now. So I have had to find a million ways to entertain four children ranging in ages from three to almost 11 in various ways. And it is stressful, but... We are surviving. It could be a lot worse. We could all have corona, which I was convinced last night that I kind of did after I saw a neighbor who was coughing. But besides the point, let's move right along. I think that all of us now can say we've been affected. We see that it's real. This is something that's happening that we we have to face, even if we don't want our anxiety to creep in. We do have to face that it is real. And it's serious. You know, people are being affected financially, mentally, emotionally, And then their health as well. Like we're all being somewhat affected by this entire pandemic. And for me personally, the extra time can lead to extra time to think, which isn't always the best thing when you have anxiety that starts in your thoughts and can cause you to spiral down. So to get rid of some of that underlying anxiety, I've got five things that I have either been doing or am attempting to do on a daily or weekly basis that are helping keep my anxiety at bay. Now, notice I didn't say it's completely eradicating it because for some of us, our anxiety isn't just coming from 
fear of getting sick or fear of losing our jobs or fear of the future, sometimes anxiety can come over just not knowing what to do as a parent with your kids or how to entertain them. And for some people who don't have anxiety, it can be hard to understand why someone would become so anxious or have panic attacks over everyday things, but it happens all the time. And for me, this extra time, and for a lot of us, this extra time can lead to more of those everyday kind of anxious patterns that we go through. And so to help anyone who's listening and to kind of tell you what I'm doing, these are the five things that I have been trying to practice while we're all going through this crazy time. Number one, connect connection, connection, connection. I have probably spent more time on social media in the last week or two than I have in six months or longer. Because even though I don't love everything I'm seeing on social media right now, I do have access to seeing still awesome pictures of people with their families and messaging my friends that are in other states and just keeping up with people that I normally might not have time to or whatever the case, because I do have time and I am desperate for connection. Because as we've talked about in other podcasts, when you have anxiety or you're prone to anxious thoughts, sometimes connecting with others, talking things out, or just literally seeing other people and taking your mind off of it can so be helpful when you're struggling with those anxious thoughts. And so I need connection. I'm thankful for technology right now. I'm thankful for the FaceTime, for the connection with my kids, for having a big family. I know some of you might not have kids, but for me, I have four kids and a husband at home who are all at home way more than normal right now. There's no gymnastics. There's no theater classes or lessons of any sort. There's nowhere that we can go. And so we're spending so much time together. And for me, that's really helpful right now because I need that connection. So I encourage you, get online, do some FaceTime with people, you know, do some fun videos and send them to people. Try to connect with other people because that really can help us stay out of our heads. The number two thing that I have been doing is learning something. So I would say for number two, learn. Learn something new. Pick up a hobby. For me, that has been piano. My husband is a musician. He's a guitarist, a bassist, a music producer. He does all the things, and he kind of dabbles in piano as well. He's a superhuman. So remember how I talked about him before? Like, seriously, just stand up and applaud him when you see him because he's, like, amazing. And he's also going to edit this podcast later, and he's going to be like, seriously? Like, thank you, but seriously. Because he's a, like, Enneagram 9, so he's not really, like, a showy person, but I love him to death, and I'm going to celebrate him. So he has gotten me into music more than ever, and I have always kind of had this underlying desire to learn how to play the piano, and what better time to do it than right now when I've got all this extra time? And again... I have to use my brain to do that. So I have to focus on something and take in information. And it kind of helps me put away any anxious thoughts and, you know, about my neighbor who was coughing last night or about, you know, people at the grocery store who are not six feet away from me who probably have Corona because all of us are probably carrying it. So anyways, learn something new, learn a language, learn a hobby, learn to sew, learn to do anything or or just read, take up some brain space so that you're not so focused on what's going on. Um, Number three is for all of us who just desperately need to have some fun. Number three is laugh. 
watch a funny movie, play funny games, look at all the memes, get some joy in your life. You know, a lot of people say joy and happiness are two different things, but you can't really have joy without being somewhat happy. I mean, I know that, you know, when you're in a terrible situation, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And sometimes that means, you know, choosing to be joyful, but also can include happiness, bring some laughter to your life. For me, that has been just acting absolutely silly. Last night we were playing Unstable Unicorns. If you've not played Unstable Unicorns, I highly suggest you play this game. Shout out to some of our friends from our home group who introduced us to Unstable Unicorns. They are just quite possibly some of my favorite people on the planet because we play Unstable Unicorns like every day now. Look it up. It's amazing. You're going to have so much fun playing it. But while we were playing it last night, I literally acted like such a goofball that I think my oldest daughter thought I was drunk. She was like, what is happening to you, mom? But I just need to laugh. I need to be silly. I need to enjoy my kid's childhood. I need to stop focusing on all of the statistics. Yes, it's important to be aware and know what's going on, but goodness, we cannot dwell there or we will be anxious piles of mush. So get some humor in your life, find something that makes you happy and do it and share it with others and laugh, 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 laugh. Um, Number four is sleep more. Okay, so we have some more time. Some of you might still be working. If you are, I apologize for this next part because it probably doesn't apply to you. And if you have small kids, probably doesn't apply to you. But for me, I feel like sleep, getting more sleep really does help anxiety. You know, I've read statistics about, you know, when you're sleep deprived, it really does enhance or heighten your anxiety. It can make it so much worse. So get some rest. If you can like put prolong your alarm clock for an extra hour because you don't have to get your kids ready for school and you can work from home so you don't have to get ready or you can take turns with your significant other getting up with the kids. For me, that's kind of what me and my husband do. You know, one night I'll get up with our son who has eczema, who still wakes up in the middle of the night every single night, and he's three years old. Prayers appreciated for deep sleep for that kid. But that's beside the point. We take turns getting up in the middle of the night with him and being the one who gets up with them when they wake up, especially on the weekends when we're trying to get more sleep. So whatever you can do to just try to take in some more extra times of rest, if you have little ones that nap, take a nap. I mean, I'm not one of those people that can sleep during the day. I have a really good friend who's an excellent napper. I love that about her. I admire it. I think sometimes she might think that I think that she's like lazy if she's napping, but I really don't. I really do admire the fact that she can, she has older kids and she can like sleep during the day. That's amazing. I aspire to do that. I aspire to be able to sleep at random points during the day. So if you have suggestions on how I can do that, that would be amazing. Um, But I think that, you know, during this time, we all have a little bit more opportunities to get some more rest. So let's take it and let's try to put our anxiety at bay. If If more sleep helps, let's try it, you know? And then the last thing that I would say, number five is, to pray. You know, we might not be able to pray for five hours a day or 24 hours a day. And I'm not one of those people. I do consider myself a great Christian. I love the Lord. I spend time with Him every single day. I try to do everything that 
I feel like he's asking me to do, but I am not great at praying for hours and hours a day, but I am getting better at it. I'm reading this book called Prayer, and it is so, so good. I think his name is Philip Yancey. If you look up Yancey is his last name, I know, and the book is called Prayer. It's an excellent book that really talks about different forms of prayer. And sometimes prayer looks like talking out loud and getting all of your feelings out. We talked about that, and I think it was episode number two called Lamenting. We talked about just getting all of our feelings out and letting God know all of our anxious thoughts and putting all of our burdens on Him. And sometimes we need to do that. And then there's other times where prayer looks like reading scriptures, reading prayer scriptures, Psalms or the Lord's Prayer or prayers that Paul prayed over the churches in the New Testament. Read those prayers as if they are relevant right now to you. And then also sometimes prayer looks like just being still and silent and listening to what God has to say and getting a global, eternal perspective about what's happening. Because especially in a crisis situation, we tend to pray, help, 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 help me, help them, help. And we kind of take our attention off of what God sees, what He's doing that's good, that's positive, that He's wanting to do in this time of crisis. And so let me back up really quick and say, God did not cause corona. I don't know if anybody's listening and thinking that they can say God, you know, did this because he's punishing all of us or whatever. I do not believe that for a second is not really biblical at all. Um, But I will say that God does use anything that he can to do good. And so sometimes prayer right now might be literally laying before him and saying, okay, God, I'm here. I'm feeling anxious or things are going on that I can't control and I'm trying not to worry right now. So I just want to hear what you have to say. And as we've discussed, I can promise you, he will meet you in that place. And so, you know, just to kind of summarize all of it, you know, these are the five things that I'm really trying to do to keep my anxiety at bay, my panic attacks under control, and not get all stressed out about what's going on right now. So number one, connect. Connect with people in your house, outside of your house. Whatever you have to do, do not allow yourself to become isolated in this isolation period. We are literally being told to stay inside of our homes. That is not good for people who suffer with anxiety or depression or panic attacks because it can literally make us sick. So connect. Try to stay connected however you can. If you don't know anybody that you can talk to, I'm on Instagram at Cassie Russell. Look it up. I'll talk to you. I'm serious. I don't want you to feel isolated. Number two, learn something. Use your brain in other ways. You've got extra time right now. Put it to use and make it beneficial for you after this whole thing. Number three, laugh, laugh, and more laughing. Laughter is the best medicine. That's a quote from something from somewhere. And it's really old. I don't know where it originated, but look it up. Laughter is the best medicine. I think it's a proven theory. Number four, sleep. If you can, get some more rest. I'm trying to do that. Again, if you've got four small kids or if you got dogs that wake up, you know, there's all kinds of situations where we don't get enough sleep. But if you can fit in a nap or some way of resting, do it. I hope that I can. (laughs) And then number five is to pray. And actually right now, I'm just going to take a second. I've actually not done this on a podcast yet, but I am going to pray 
I'm going to pray for anybody who's listening. If you're feeling anxious or you've felt anxious at some point during this whole thing and you're trying to keep your anxiety under control, I again just want to encourage you that Jesus is walking through this with you. You're not alone. There's tons of us, hundreds of probably millions and thousands of us who are dealing with anxiety, probably some people dealing with anxiety right now who've never dealt with it before because they've never been a part of a global pandemic. So all of us could really use some more time to pray and connect with God. And so I'm going to pray for you right now, pray for us in general, and that God would use this time to draw us closer to Him and that we can keep our anxiety at bay during this crazy time. So if you're with me right now and you're not driving, if you want to close your eyes, if you don't want to close your eyes, that's okay too. I don't really pray with my eyes closed all the time because I don't really understand the point unless I'm distracted. Then I'll close my eyes. But anyways, if you want to get in a position just ready to pray and really focus in on what God wants to do or say to you right now. So Father, I love you. I am so incredibly in love with you, and I'm so thankful that in the middle of this entire pandemic and losing jobs and getting sick and people struggling financially and mentally and emotionally, people not being able to connect God, all of this, this chaos that we're in right now is not a surprise to you. You see it. You see it all, God, and you, more than anything, the best thing about you is that you care about it. You don't just leave us to deal with it on our own, but you gave us Holy Spirit to be our comforter, to walk through us with every single thing that we deal with. And right now, God, I just pray for every single person who's listening that is struggling with anxiety and anxious thoughts right now, God, that you would just help bring that anxiety at bay, God. I pray, I just appeal to your mercy right now, God. I ask that you have mercy on us, on those of us who struggle to keep our thoughts under control, who have physical evidence of the anxiety that we're dealing with in our heads, God. I pray that you would bring healing and health to our minds, Lord. I pray that you would bring comfort in the form of friends and family and just in the Holy Spirit. I pray that we'd find comfort in your word and in our time with you. And I pray, Lord, that all fear and anxiety would have to bow to the name of Jesus. And I just declare a peace over everyone that's listening right now, including myself, God, a peace that passes all understanding of what's going on right now, Lord. I thank you that you promised us that you would walk on this journey with us. You did not promise us that things would be perfect, but you did promise us that you would never leave us, you would never forsake us, and that we have an eternal, heavenly realm to look forward to and to connect with even here on this earth, God. So, Lord, I I am so grateful, and I just pray that anybody listening right now, God, would feel your presence. I pray, Lord, that they would feel your comfort right now. In Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for how good you are, even in the middle of all of this. We stand firm and believe that you are a good, good God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Jesus, Me, and Anxiety podcast. I would love to hear from you, so if you'd like to share your journey with me, email jesusmeandanxiety at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Cassie Russell. This podcast was produced by Phoenix Creative, which happens to be my amazing husband's company, so check it out at myphoenixcreative.com.